Welcome to Hope-Filled Conversations, where we explore the truths and hope found in God's Word. Welcome back to Hope-Filled Conversations. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Jody. Uh, we are so, so thrilled that you are joining us back here today as we dive into 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 11. We're going to be discussing the day of the Lord. Ooh, there's a lot there, guys. <laughs> so hang on. Get yeah, ready. I know, right? Right. We, uh, Carol and I was talking about before we pitched record about mm. just the in-depth study that we just, yeah. we both were going through and just wanting to make sure that we, we, we don't get uh, lost in the in in the weeds, so to speak, and mm-hmm. and do um, uh, a not just a five thousand foot view, but yeah. probably a twenty five thousand foot view. On yeah, this. <laughs> and then it gets you interested in wanting to study yes. and learn more. Because that's right. I feel like that's what happens every week for me, at least. Yes. <laughs> it's like you could spend a long time. Yeah. on each of these sections. So. Abs- absolutely. And we, yeah. and we do, as a reminder, we do hope and pray that you are getting more of a thirst for God's Word. Yeah. And you're not, not only listening and joining us on here, but you're actually spending time um, thinking about the question that we leave you with. Uh, and and two, uh, we would love for you to be the first one to leave us a voice <laughs> recording. We've not had anybody be so brave to do that yet. And we would love to hear from you. Uh, I believe it's a, there's a link on the whatever app that you're listening to to leave us that. But uh, no further ado, without further ado here, um, as we're as we're reading in First Thessalonians five one through eleven. Uh, we want to encourage you to be attentive to Paul's objectives here uh, as he is reminding the Thessalonians of the swiftness of God's judgment mm-hmm. and to exhorting them to live faithfully and to remain confident in God's deliverance. There's so much that he's he's really just wanting to get their attention about. Yeah. And you'll remember, we've talked about this several times before, but this topic is important to Paul. He felt like he needed to cover this a lot with the Thessalonians mm-hmm. because, again, he had to leave quickly um, from that group of believers, those new believers who he was training and discipling. And so some of these topics he didn't get to cover with them in person. And so that's why he's spending so much time talking about these things, talking about the end time. And last time we talked, we talked about um, um, mourning as those who have hope and Mm. mourning differently than those who don't have hope and kind of what happens to a believer when they die. Those kind of end of life questions Mm. he focused a lot on. Now he's kind of transitioning to the end of time, the end of the earth here and then the day of the Lord. And so it's kind of all in one, um, just a topic that he's really passionate about teaching the Thessalonians. And then it's just so important for us to discuss this today because I think so many people, believers and non-believers, have questions about what what exactly happens when I die or what's going to happen when the, the world is over and the Lord returns. Like, what's going to happen? Right. And so... Um, Again, this is going to be a conversation starter. We are not going to go into huge depth and um, and studying this. So we just hope that it'll, it's a good jumping off point for you, that it causes you to want to learn God's word more and and study it and really get to know it more. So Yeah. yeah. And, and um, before we start reading the scriptures here, I was just thinking how easy it is for us um, when we're doing our day, daily reading in the word, when we get to things that we just don't fully understand <laughs> And it yeah. just seems like, whoa, that's just so deep. And I'm sure it means a lot. We just kind of skim over it mm. and just accept it as it is. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, yeah. but there's a better thing. Yeah. If you just take time to slow down 
and go, you know, don't check off a box today. Yeah. Really spend time digging and, and uh, mining the scriptures here yeah. for those hidden treasures, you yeah. know, just to give you that hope uh, that God wants you to know about. And a great place to start is a really good study Bible. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a simple you don't That's even right. have to pull out a commentary like we're using, which is very, it's a great commentary. It's just, it's short, yeah. it's concise, mm-hmm. it gets to the point. It's really good and clear. But um, a study Bible, too, can be a really quick way to get a little bit of a commentary note mm-hmm. on something that you might not understand. And that's just a really good jumping off point for further study. Right. And it leads you to a lot of cro- cross references yeah. In, yeah. in that. So, all right. Well, uh, what I want to do before we actually dive into reading, um, chapter five, I want to back up a little bit to just remind us, bring us into the context as we approach chapter five. And I'm going to begin uh, reading uh, once again, chapter four in first Thessalonians, beginning at verse 15, and then I'll pick up in chapter five. It reads, for this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord, speaking of the rapture, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, arch, 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 then we who are alive and remain will be caught up, speaking of the rapture again, together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. And now into chapter 5, verse 1. Now as to the times and the epochs, brethren, you have no need of anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord, the judgment, will come just like a thief in the night. While they are saying peace and safety, you know, they're saying everything's great here, my <laughs> add in there, uh, then destruction uh, will come upon them suddenly like labor pains upon a woman with child, and they will not escape. And I'm picking up in verse 4. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for the day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of night or of darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for our helmets the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. Yeah. There's so, a lot yeah, there. There's so, there's so much mm-hmm. in there. So we're going to dive into our first question that we're going to um, take a moment to, to address. It reads, what are the promise and threat implied by the day of the Lord? Mm-hmm. Um one thing I want to share here is, uh, as I was reading this, I, I saw that the promise of the day of the Lord is that until that actually happens, there's so much opportunity to trust Christ and yield to him, you yes. know, surrender your lives uh, and allow him to reign and rule in your life, be Lord, you know, a ruler and master of your life. And and uh, for those who do, you know, the day of the Lord is not to be dreaded. And that's, that's right. the glory. That's the beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but however... Uh, we would want to consider for those that have not yet trusted in Christ, the day of the Lord is the judgment. 
and they'll stand and give an account of their sins before Jesus and receive his judgment for their rebellion. And and just even thinking about that and thinking about the lost world places an urgency within my spirit and causes my that, that fire in my belly, if you will, to be... Um, be proactive in sharing the gospel and recognizing time is of the essence mm-hmm. uh, in reality. And, and uh, I, you know, I know it's God's heart that none should perish, but have everlasting life in him. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's his great desire. And he's given us opportunity today, cease today to, to spread the gospel and be ready in and out of season to yeah. share that. So, yeah. you know, Jeremiah, my oldest son, and I were just talking about this. He had been reading the book Christian Beliefs by Wayne Grudem, which is such a good, just kind of an overview of Christian theology, just real a real easy read, very thin. And he's 12 going on 13. He's 12, yes. So it's just a good starting point, Mm -hmm. and it it led to such good conversation. But we were talking about this, about Mm -hmm. how when the day of the Lord comes, the window of salvation is is closed, and Mm there will be that time where people, you know— Right now, you have a chance to respond to the Lord in obedience and Mm -hmm. seek him for salvation, accept accept him as your Lord and Savior. But when the day of the Lord comes, that window is closed. And so Mm -hmm. that's where we feel that urgency. Mm -hmm. Those of us that are believers and secure in our salvation through Christ, that's where we feel I've got to get busy. I, mm-hmm. I got to share those that I love, those those that I don't even know across the world or in my city. That's where that urgency comes from, because that day is coming. We don't know when, right. but that day is coming and that window of salvation will be closed then. And so, um, yeah, it's it's a heavy topic, but it's also it is full of promise for believers. Yes. Um, we won't suffer the wrath of God, the punishment of sin, mm-hmm. because Jesus already suffered that for us on the cross. Right. And so, um, again, if we're believers, that that is not a time to be fearful of. But if not, that is when the Lord is going to pour out his wrath on sin. And so, um, yeah, it's full of promise, but also full of of threat and um Right. You know, right? It's, it's gonna. It's a heavy topic to consider, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Yep. And like we said, we're just gonna do like a twenty-five thousand foot yeah. on on answering that. So, yeah. uh, you want to move to question number two? Sure. And I think these kind of go hand in hand, mm-hmm. so we might yeah. jump back to some yeah. stuff from sure. the first question too. But the second question we wanted to talk about is why? What does Paul mean by the statement, "God did not appoint us to wrath"? What are some ways in which Christians have viewed this statement? So that statement, God does not appoint us to wrath, there, it can come with a lot of meaning in the Christian circles. <laughs> um, and so we want to just give a little overview of that and then and then discuss what we know, because right. we always have to go back to scripture and what scripture says on a topic. So delivered from wrath, there are several views. Um, delivered from wrath can mean, and it does mean, that we as believers are delivered from hell and eternal condemnation. We know that. That is true. That's from the Bible. Um, We are delivered as soon as we accept Jesus as our Savior. He has taken that wrath of God for us. And so we are delivered from hell and eternal condemnation. Um, Another view of this phrase, delivered from wrath, is deliverance from the wrath of of the tribulation period. So, Jody, will you talk about the tribulation period and what those different views? (laughs) Sure, Carol. Well, it kind (laughs) of goes into here. Can you tell that we've talked... (laughs) We talked about this section because there's a lot, there's a lot there and there's a lot yeah. of opinions mm-hmm. and there's a lot of, mm-hmm. um, I think this is the only way. Right. And, and we have, again, 
with mm-hmm. topics like this, even in Christian circles, we have to go back to what the scripture says right. and what's clear in scripture. Right. So Jody, share with us yeah. some of those thoughts. Right, right. And just again, just kind of sharing uh, some of the Christian views um, may, may have on this, mm-hmm. um, several different people. So think of it, if you will, the uh, as pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation, and post-trib tribulation Mm -hmm. and let me just kind of define that a little bit pre-tribulations basically the view that christians will be raptured before the time of tribulation it's the uh, seven years and uh, one prophetic week Uh, you can see that in daniel 9 27 and it's where christians enter into the presence of christ at the wedding supper of the lamb a seven-year feast prior to christ's return to earth to establish his um Millennial is the one thousand uh, year reign, so um, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let me move on uh, <laughs> to mid tribulation. It's similar, but holds that those alive on earth will under the uh, first part of the tribulation, the three and a half years, and be raptured at the midpoint. And then, thirdly, the other view is post tribulation, which holds that Christians will go through the tribulation, the great tribulation, and then Jesus returns. So there are a lot of different views mm-hmm. and a lot of <clears throat> opinions. and But in, in the midst of all that, we have to go back to what scripture says mm-hmm. and what we know. And mm-hmm. so what we know is that as believers, we will be delivered from hell and eternal condemnation. And we also know Although the Bible is not super specific about when the rapture of the church will be, it's very clear about many things, about several things during this time period. Um, And that's what we need to focus on. Number one, that Jesus is coming again. Number two, that the day of the Lord will bring God's judgment and vindication for God's people. And then number three, that Jesus delivers his children from eternal wrath. And so... Ultimately, if you've trusted Jesus as your Savior, then you can be encouraged that um, at death from the earth or when Christ returns, we can have that confidence that we are not destined for wrath, but for salvation and eternal life because of the work of Jesus on the cross Mm -hmm. and because he took that punishment for us. And so... um, Again, this is where we have to seek scripture and see what it's clear about. And rest in that. And to to, um, go back to actually just reading who's writing um, this, right? Mm -hmm. Just remember it again, who Paul um, is Paul writing and who he's writing to. Uh, I just wanted to share a quote that I got out of the book. Um, uh, I think its name is Gordon Fee. He actually suggests that Paul's admonition about the day of the Lord is not intended to threaten the Thessalonians, Mm -hmm. but to encourage them to live obediently uh, in the face of their present hardship and to um, reassure them about their own future. So this is why Paul is um, speaking in this yes. to them at that time. And I just wanted to reground us back to it because we can get, yeah. you know, really on, on a lot of rabbit trails and just go back to who's writing it, uh, who's he writing it to, why is he writing it, mm-hmm. and what they needed to be encouraged. And I believe as uh, Christ followers, um, that we, we need the same encouragement yes. to live obediently to God's word. And if we're going through hardships, and odds are you probably are in some corner of your life, um, to remember that um, God's for you. And he's got a future, uh, a good plan for you, even in the present now. And 
sometimes that good is seeking out uh, the joy that he's already given us and remember Mm -hmm. that we can rejoice because this is the day that the Lord has given us. Right, right. And I think looking at all that's going on in the world, we can know Mm -hmm. enough to be comforted and encouraged because we know what's going to happen ultimately at the end. And I mean, Paul really sums it up in verse 10, 11, where he says, um, uh, Jesus Christ who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. So whether we're dead or alive on on the earth, we are living with him. Mm -hmm. And then it says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as you're doing. And he says that all throughout Mm First Thessalonians, encourage one another with these words. And so, yeah, it goes back to that. That's why he wrote this to Mm -hmm. encourage believers and for believers to encourage each other with these words and remind each other of the truth of these words when we're facing hardships. Because sometimes I think when we're going through a hard time, we can get kind of clouded over and only focused on that one thing. We get narrow-minded and and what's in front of us. And so encouraging one another, that's just Mm -hmm. such a key theme. And we'll talk about this more in the next chapter. It leads right about relationships. Yes, (laughs) but it leads right into it. Paul's an excellent writer. He He just ties it all together. (laughs) (laughs) As what was it Peter wrote somewhere in the scripture about, yeah, while my translation here is Mm -hmm. um, uh, basically sometimes the things that Paul writes is difficult to understand. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, but he's wordy. Yes, and he's he's carried along by the Holy Spirit. Yes, so he, he yes, yes. He no, but um, yeah. Good. But so the theme of just encouraging one another with the mm-hmm. truths that we know from God's word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we want to leave you guys with a personal reflection question. Um, actually, there's like two building here. Yeah. Why does Paul go into details about the times and seasons, mm-hmm. and then how do you think knowing the exact hour of Jesus' return? would affect people. Wow. Yeah. And you might want to go back and listen to this whole episode all over again, because that was a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, those are some things to consider. And we hope that it's, again, a jumping off point for you that, um, you might pour into scripture and dive into scripture a little bit more, Mm -hmm. use study resources. Um, we again, use the Christ centered exposition commentary, there are lots of other versions of it for different books of the Bible. They're they're great. We we enjoy mm-hmm. them. And then a good study Bible is a great jumping off right. point. And then again, asking some leaders in your church, you know, send an email to your pastor. They don't mind. That's they don't right. mind. That's they right. love to talk about mm-hmm. um, these these topics with you. So um, yeah, I, I think reach on out. our website there's still the um, PDF file that you can download about the sword method. Oh, you know, so good. Yeah. Asking uh, what does it say about God? What does it say about man? a promise yeah. and, and command and and that can really know, help this. us refocus mm-hmm. when we're mm-hmm. studying topics like this can, right. that can get so right yeah right no, exactly so i want to close this in prayer yeah. all right father god thank you for your word uh thank you that um it, it stands the time of test and that we are reminded of the urgency uh with the, to share the gospel that uh, as Christ followers, that is that is uh, one of our purposes is to proclaim your glory, your goodness and the good news to a dying lost world to also remember where we came from, um, where we were before we we uh, discovered you as our Lord and Savior. So I pray that you will find us faithful and I pray for those listening uh, would have the boldness and courage to be willing to share the good no- news with those they encounter when opportunity arises. And we just praise you uh, for what you're uh, doing and going to do. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Thank you for joining us today on Hope-Filled Conversations. If today's episode was helpful to you, we hope you will subscribe, share it with a friend, and rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to contact Jody or Carolyn, email them at hfc at eaglewoodbaptist.com. 